On today's episode of the Live Wire Politics Podcast, we're going to be discussing one of the most exciting topics in American government. You guessed it, the Electoral College. are back. Hope you enjoyed some royalty-free music. Compliments of YouTube. I hope everyone's having a great week so far. I know I am. Did you happen to catch the presidential debate this week? And that's all the commentary I'm going to give on that today. So I thought it would be pressing to do an episode about something of substance, and that's why we're going to do an episode on the Electoral College. So the goal of this episode is is to provide enough information where if someone were to ask you, what are your thoughts about the Electoral College, you'll have an opinion. And hopefully that opinion will be based on some of the interesting facts we're going to talk about and provide a very clear pro and con list. But before we jump in, just a very quick request. Shameless plug, if you can do me a quick favor, rate the podcast on iTunes or any of the platforms that you might be listening on. Follow our page on any of the social media sites. It helps tremendously. And so with that, let's get started. So what is the Electoral College? So first and foremost, it's not a college. It's not a location. It's actually a process. So we have an election coming up. When you go and cast a vote for president, you're actually not voting for the president directly. You are actually voting for how the Electoral College is going to vote in your particular state. So, there are actually two elections that take place. I bet you didn't know that. You have the first election in November, where you, as a private citizen, go and cast a vote for president. You then have a second election, which happens in December, where the Electoral College, the members and electors of your particular state, will officially cast their vote for president. And again, that magic number that every president needs is 270 electoral college votes. And who are these electors, you might ask? Well, it really can be anyone. It could be someone that's holding political office, someone who's been held in high regard for that political party. It's really an appointee type of system. And those people individually, those electors, are the ones that ultimately cast the vote for president of the United States. And each specific state has proportional representation. So in this case, California, Texas, Florida, New York, the states with the largest populations will also have the largest amount of electoral college votes. So we don't want to spend too much time in the 1700s, but we should know that it was the first constitutional convention in 1787 that established the electoral college. And if you're interested in a little bit of a light reading, go check out the Federalist Papers. And you might be thinking, oh, come on, Dave, do I really need to go back and read the Federalist Papers? Well, you know, I'm going to tell you, they are interesting. And in fact, pull up Federalist Paper number 68, because Hamilton really describes the mindset of the framers and why they wanted to create the Electoral College. And in this case, the Electoral College was designed and set up both as a concession in the Constitutional Convention, but really also as a check and balance against the what James Madison would call the tyranny of the majority. Because we are, in fact, not a pure democracy. We are actually a constitutional republic. And the purpose of the Electoral College, in the framers' eyes, was to create a system 
in which you needed geographic balance to help protect the rights of what we would say is minority populations within the union. Okay, so let's talk about some quick facts, interesting facts, before we get into the pro and con list. So the first fact I actually wanted to discuss, which I think is rather interesting, is that there has been over 700 proposals to abolish or amend the electoral college system since our nation's founding. In fact, it is more than any other topic in our nation's history. And, you know, here's another thing, you know, of all the Western democracies, and there are about 125 Western democracies, as we would call it, uh, 65 of those 125 uh, actually do a direct election, really, which is a more pure democracy, pure popular vote. And there really are only a handful of nations that use an electoral college type approach, and the United States is one of them. Uh, so it is rare. It is not the norm for what uh, a traditional democracy would look like in the 21st century. Not saying that's good or bad, just saying it is a rare uh, process in which a country will elect their president or prime minister, for example. So another interesting fact is since the conception of the Electoral College, there have been 167 times where a faithless, we'll call it faithless elector, uh, was voting for someone other than their party's candidate. So you know how we talked about earlier, there's a, a group of electors, right? So California has 55. So in this case, the popular vote for California, in this sense, uh, would say, okay, we're going to be uh, choosing our preferred candidate through a direct popular vote. And typically, the electors will just vote on behalf of those citizens. Well, a faithless elector will go against that popular vote. So let's go back to 2012 and say California, through a direct popular vote, said we are voting for Barack Obama. Well, if one of those 55 electors said, you know, I'm going to vote for Mitt Romney based on whatever criteria they felt was necessary, maybe it's a moral obligation, uh, you name it, that would qualify as a faithless elector. All right, and last interesting fact before we get into the pro and con list is every single state, except for Maine and Nebraska, have a winner-take-all electoral vote system. So essentially the popular vote receives all of the state's electoral college votes. Well, Maine and Nebraska actually award two votes to the winner of the popular vote, and the additional votes are then decided according to the congressional district. So there are two states that have outliers in their approach. All right, so this is the moment you've all been waiting for. Drum roll, please. The pro and con list. And as a disclaimer, this was not taped in front of a live studio audience. CDC, please do not shut down this podcast. Pro number one. The framers enshrined the Electoral College in the Constitution because they thought it was the best method in choosing a president. And what do we mean by that? Well, flat out, the founders did not trust the popular vote. They did not trust what might be uninformed or uneducated voters. Basically, it was a safeguard against the tyranny of the majority. And again, this really was a compromise between a pure popular vote and having the Congress vote on who would be president. So in that case, if you think about it today, 
that would be a compromise between saying, okay, we're going to have a full popular vote and then saying, no, you know what? We'd rather just have our elected representatives in Congress vote on our behalf. Well, this was the middle ground. We have these electors that act as representatives, essentially, uh, to cast that final vote. And if you look through the Constitution and our system of government, everything is designed with a check and balance, right? There are three branches of government. Uh, Constitutional amendments require a two-thirds majority in the House uh, as well as the Senate. We have proportional representation in in the Congress. Uh, Every state has two senators. We have the Electoral College. Everything in our system of government is designed with a check and balance in mind. Okay, so pro number two. The Electoral College ensures that all parts of the country are involved in selecting the president of the United States. So this is probably the most popular uh, reason to keep the Electoral College in play because of regional interests alone. So your urban versus suburban needs are different, right? So if you live in California, New York, maybe some of the more densely populated states, you know, your needs and interests are going to be different from anyone who lives in a more rural area, right? And that's not just in terms of your political interests. There are different industries that obviously thrive in in California, uh, versus Ohio, versus North Carolina. Silicon Valley's interests aren't necessarily the same as the farming interests in Iowa. And so the purpose of the Electoral College is to make sure that, again, the farmer in Iowa has the same amount of weight in an election as, let's say, the tech executive in Silicon Valley. So if you're on the pro side, you would say we need the Electoral College because otherwise a president will go to the four or five most populated cities, New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, uh, Houston, and they're going to spend all of their resources in those cities because all they need is that popular vote and the needs and interests of those other smaller states. Well, we could ignore that. Right? Why would we want to spend money in South Dakota, where the entire state has a population of 800,000, when we can go to Los Angeles, where one city's population is almost 4 million people? When you're campaigning, where would you spend your time? And finally, pro number three. Now, again, there are other pros. Well, we're just going to keep it to three for the pro, three for the con. So the last pro is that The Electoral College system really guarantees certainty in in the outcome of the presidential election. Now, what we mean by that is that if if an election is purely based on a popular vote, it is possible that a candidate can receive the highest number of popular votes and not obtain a majority. And this actually has happened a couple times. President Nixon in 1968 and even Bill Clinton in 1992, uh, both of those candidates won most of the Electoral College votes, but they received just 43% of the popular vote. So we'll see in the con list that the counter argument will be made, but those two examples, I think, are a good case to keep the Electoral College in play for that very reason. All right, jumping to the con list. Now, number one on the con list, and this is definitely the most popular, is that the Electoral College really ignores the will of the people. So in our nation's history, there's been five times in which the 
winner of the presidential election did not actually win the popular vote. And this has happened twice in our lifetime, most recently in the 2016 election and also in the 2000 election, Bush v. Gore. Remember that one? Went all the way to the Supreme Court, and luckily enough, the Supreme Court was full at the time, so they couldn't end up deciding the election with a 4-4 split, kind of like we have right now. All right, anyway, I, I get back to the topic here, Dave. Come on. So con number one is definitely the most popular. It is not a pure democracy setup, and this would be the main reason why most advocates against the Electoral College would want to get rid of it all together. So con number two is that the Electoral College gives too much power to swing states and really allows the presidential election to be decided by a handful of states every election. Well, you know, there's about 14 to 16 what we call swing states every election. And one thing to note is that those swing states do change from period to period. I mean, if we all remember, California uh, traditionally voted Republican up until the late 1980s, and Texas traditionally voted Democrat. Um, You know, just a couple examples. Swing states do change from uh, period to period depending on the needs, geographic shifts, population shifts, that type of thing, industry changes, uh, for example. And um, so, you know, but the argument is, well, you know, you've got you know, your presidential nominees only spending time in those swing states and ignoring the larger populous states in the region. And, you know, that's obviously why, you know, those first introductory primary states are so important. Uh, Iowa, New Hampshire, uh, yet those are the most uh, least populated states in the nation. So that that's one of the cons that would come up. Con number Three, the reasons that we mentioned previously in the pro category for why the founders put together the Electoral College are really not relevant today, some would argue. Um, Again, originally electors casted two votes for the president, so uh, which is very, very interesting. So think about it this way. What if what if now with especially we'll say our two uh, candidates that are running for president, Donald Trump and Joe Biden, imagine if. All the votes were tallied, and the president had the most amount of votes. The vice president would be the individual that came in with the second amount of votes. So in this case, Donald Trump would be president of the United States, and let's say Joe Biden would be vice president, and you know, or vice versa, depending on who wins the election. But you know, can you imagine that that would be our setup for how we would elect a president? It would be the top two finishes in the race. I don't know. That might be something we would want to consider again, given the amount of divisiveness that we've that we've seen in recent years. But I will say that the argument for this, you know, being a con is that, you know, the rise of the two party system really makes kind of this whole system obsolete uh, because we don't elect presidents this way anymore. So, you know, that would be primarily uh, you know, the third con that we would take into consideration. So, you know, there are other, there are other pros and cons. I would say that those are primarily maybe the top three for or against. Now, I will say that there is a movement to kind of create a hybrid approach where almost you have a proportional amount of electors based on the popular vote percentages for each party. Now, I don't know, might work. 
hasn't really been implemented yet, but, you know, I think it's something, you know, we, we would always have on the table. So hopefully this episode at least provided enough information where you could say, you know, I know what the Electoral College is, I know what it does, and I know why it was created. But none of this actually matters unless you go out and vote. So, you know, in closing, I think it's absolutely critical to be a part of the process, right? And the only way you can do that, really, is to make your voice heard. And if you look at the most recent elections, it really is coming down to thousands of votes in particular counties. It's going to be that close, and perhaps not just on the national level. I mean, all these elections that really impact your life on a day-to-day or on the regional and local levels. So in any way, shape, or form, try to get involved, find something you're passionate about, and allow yourself to be part of our constitutional republic. Because I'm telling you, the moment we decide that we're not going to be interested is the moment that that tyranny of the majority statement from James Madison will start to unfold before our very eyes. And that is exactly what the founders did not want to happen. So that said, I hope everyone shows up to the polls, whether absentee or in person on November 3rd. And in the meanwhile, be civil with each other because I'm telling you, it is not a typical election season. I have witnessed it firsthand and I'm sure you have too. Be civil with each other. We have differences of opinion. Everyone has a reason for voting in a particular way. And it's not because they are ill-informed. It is because they have informed opinions. And the best thing you can do is if you know someone, whether it's a family member or friend, who has a difference of opinion, ask them why. Because I can tell you, the moment you ask, you're going to have a discussion that's going to lead to a common understanding. And you might learn something. So with that, This is David Stanky with the Live Wire Politics Podcast, recording this episode from the greatest country the world has ever known and still the last great hope for humanity. I really believe that. Have a great week, and we'll talk soon.